This episode is sponsored by Bloom Cakes. Check them out there on Instagram. If you want treats or cakes for birthday celebration, weddings, any type of anniversary, whatnot, check them out there on Instagram. Bloom Cakes. What's poppin' GIGV squad? It's your girl, Shar, pulling up with another episode. That's why I got the smoke, y'all. GIGV Get A Go Vision is in the building with a special guest, so you know what to do, right? You need to get into it. Thank you. Hello. Hey, what's going on? Mr. Smooth is in the building. <laughs> How are you doing? Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, you know what? We're going to start. But I have to call you Mr. Smooth. But anyways, you, you're going to tell the people who you really are. So let me just start off by letting everyone know who I am. Welcome to Get A Girl Vision GIGV podcast with your girl host Shar. And today I have a special guest who I call Mr. Smooth. And Mr. Smooth is going to let you know who he is, <laughs> his real handle. But before you introduce yourself, you got to tell us who you are and your zodiac sign. Um, I'm Young Dolomite, I'm a Scorpio. Ooh. I'm the host of the Too Much Game podcast. That's right. And you know what? I just love your podcast. It's amazing. So everyone needs to check you out. Okay? <laughs> so thank you. Thank you so much for coming on to GIGB podcast with me. Um, what I do is I don't normally do long po- podcasts, like long segments. So we're going to have some candid conversation. I do have a topic. But before I start with the topic, because I think I gave you a little homework to know exactly what I'm going to be talking about today or what we're going to talk about today. But I have a few questions. It's more like kind of like an icebreaker just to kind of know who you are. OK, so okay. You, can, you can elaborate more about your podcast. but I guess we can talk about that in a bit. But I have a question. OK, so you ready? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so uh, let's see. What really makes you angry? Um, people wasting my time. Okay. I value my time a lot. So when people waste that, that kind of gets under my skin. Mm-hmm. So in other words, how do you manage that anger, though? Avoiding people who waste my time for the most part. <laughs> Like, I, I know that that's time I can't get back. So if there's a person who I feel like is going to waste my time, 
I'm pretty clear on going the opposite way. That's part of the reason I don't really answer my phone a lot. Okay. I'm the same way. You are true Scorpio, by the way. That is how Scorpios, bro. Okay. <laughs> a real yeah. water side. I'm a cancer, so I kind of I'm kind of like you, but in terms of that stuff, so the same thing. Do not like anyone wasting my time. I tend to like to be by myself. So I don't know if you're like that, but I'm more of a crab, so I like to just chill, kind of like watch people, observe them from the sidelines, stuff like that. So that's yeah, I'm, why I I'm asked a super you. Hermit. Yeah. So you see how like oh, I really want to know where you're from. So if you can tell the people where you're from, like what city? Um, I'm from Compton, California. Oh my gosh. I would never Okay, listen, your voice alone, you sound like Snoop. See, you're talking to a Canadian. So all the Canadians out there, this man is from <laughs> California, which is amazing. So I just, I had a feeling, but I wasn't too sure because we never had that, that connection, that dialogue about it because I met you through Instagram because you are a fellow podcaster and I really love your vibe. So that's how come I was calling you Mr. Smooth because you have that smooth California vibe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I and love you it. Sound, you sound West Indian. I didn't know what really? part of the world you were from. Yeah. Really? Well, you know what? I do have West Indian background. I am Canadian, so you might have that hint because my, my fiancé is West Indian. I was married to a West Indian. My mother is West Indian. Like, it's just a West Indian kind of thing. Trinidad, Grenada, all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah. My, my <laughs> so in-laws are from Trinidad. Oh, for real. So that's probably what you're hearing. You're hearing that stuff, right? So, yeah. so your girls, so your wife is from Trinidad. Nice. Well, she born in California, but her father's originally from Trinidad. So he's a Trini. Okay. Yeah. Nice. That's really nice. So I have another um, little icebreaker too. Okay. So if you can have unlimited supply of one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? time time yeah i'll be yeah. able to live forever that'd be nice oh my gosh that is a good thing because i was i woke up this morning and the thing is we're in ontario right now in toronto and we're under lockdown and i'm just like you know what so much time has wasted like if you have to have a hustle get on that now because this is the only time that we kind of have to kind of relax in a sense even though we're in a pandemic it's like a time to think and reflect on life so I love your answer because time is so so limited and so if you can live forever that is something that oh my gosh I would love to live forever <laughs> forever and ever so I like that answer yeah, and y'all still locked down yeah because California, it's like opening up now. Like, it's, it's almost Listen, scary how much it's opening up out here. You guys are so, like, I envy y'all and I envy Florida and ATL. Like, you guys are all, like, living it up. I don't know if it's safe, but you guys just look like you're having a great time. Meanwhile, we're locked down. We have police harassing us, telling us where we're going, all of that stuff. So, you know, Toronto's kind of a, we're kind of really behind the times. Um people are just now getting vaccinated so i don't know if you believe in vaccinations no or not. way yeah <laughs> i'm cool and keep that i'm all right i don't want no settlement yeah. check in five years right because so, when, when they grow an eyeball on their back 
it's gonna be a check coming, but I don't want that check. Yeah, it's it's kind of scary because a lot because I'm a teacher, so we are actually being forced to get this vaccine. Yeah, like we're being forced, and it's really scaring me because I'm just like I don't want to. But a lot of people are just like, let's just get this out of the way, and I think that's just a scare tactic. You know what I'm saying? So it's a real it's a real hard vibe up here, but. Uh, whatever we're on this yeah, pod right now so. and, and ain't you doing like don't y'all do remote learning no we're in class i'm so, doing class yeah nah, so that's is doing remote yeah so i have in class so unfortunately yeah, we, we, and, and it's crazy because it's like you can go to the bar but you can't go to class yeah that's crazy like, but so is that like that in california all over like all remote so you don't have in class at all I think some people are in class, but my kids mm-hmm. aren't, and I don't even want them to go, honestly. Yeah, and that's the best thing, because a lot of children are getting it, right? So, And they're, yeah. they're asystematic, so they're carrying it to your family, and, you know, so it's best to just keep them home and keep them safe. So I agree. Yeah. I agree. Okay, so one more question before we start the juicy topic, okay? What's the most embarrassing thing you've ever emailed or text someone? The most embarrassing thing I've ever emailed or texted somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, probably um, it was a uh, something that I shouldn't send nobody, and it was intercepted. That was very embarrassing. <laughs> It was, a, it was a picture of something that nobody else should see other than my wife. Okay. And you yeah, did it. And yeah. you weren't able to get to get rid it, of that, huh? Yeah, it was intercepted. So, yeah, that, that was bad. That was embarrassing. <laughs> oh, my God. So, how did you clear that up? Um, it, it, I just kind of waited for it to go away. I just had to take the brunt of what what happened from that. Wasn't yeah. really nothing I could do about it at that point. Yeah. It was a valuable lesson learned. So you said you're married and everything. So you are a full in a relationship, which I just love because I love to love. So I know we touched base about this before. And so with my topic, it's basically um about black women. And I don't know. I I did ask you to look at what's his name again? Kevin uh, Samuels. Yeah, Kevin Samuels. So did you ever get a chance to look at the video yes. at all? Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna tell everyone the topic, and then we, I guess we could just have a great conversation about it. Okay. So the topic for today is black women not feeling obligated to smile. I want to hear your, because you're a man, and I think this was more, I saw a lot of comments on his posts with men basically talking about women not, you know, being there for their Black man. Uh-huh. And, I, and I did make a comment. I said, not all. I said, come on, Black men. Not all women are like this. So, but apparently the majority is so am i living in a bubble <laughs> so let's talk about it um let's- i i honestly just feel like a, a lot of people just like with anything like your memories are tied to negative things 
are a lot stronger than your memories attached to positive things. Mm-hmm. Like you, you remember your worst pain more than your your best day. Yeah. So I just feel like people they gravitate toward those memories of a woman doing something that they didn't like more than stuff that they do like. So me personally, like I don't have a lot of negative interactions with black women like that. Mm-hmm. So it seemed like a lot of these dudes are just bringing up all the worst of examples. Mm-hmm. And that's what they want to talk about. Because personally, like I never really have bad interactions with black women. That's the reason that's the only thing that I would ever deal with. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I don't date outside my race. I love black women more than yeah. anything. I love to hear that because I'm the same. I love my black man and I honor my black man. However, on the flip side, I kind of see when I was younger, I seen myself not smiling and walking. I remember being in New York and I was always told because I was visiting not to talk to strange people. Like, and I guess when once I was walking and this guy was hollering at me. I gave him like a screw face, whatever. I was like, don't talk to me kind of face. And he mm-hmm. called me the worst name. And I remember it was so young. He called me Miss Lucy or something like that. And I was just like, what is that? Right? Because I'm Canadian. I don't know about that. But it was, it was just a wrong, it just made me upset. You know what I mean? I'm like, who is he calling? Like why? And my cousin told me what it was. And I was like, but that's not me. So why is he calling me that? Right? So I was just like, Hmm. But I realized as a young girl and a young woman growing up, my parents always told me not to talk to strangers. You know, when you're growing up, you know, they say, do not talk to strangers. Do not talk to people. Right. So I think that mindset in a woman and a lot of times, to be honest, a lot of men don't have game. And so when they try to holler at you, sometimes they're so lame and so whack that you're just like, please. Or you're already taken and you don't want to get yourself caught up in saying anything. But what does Samuels do to saying that women are going around not even smiling and it breaks his heart. And I was just like, but why do we always have to go around (laughs) smiling? But they're trying to say that white women tend to smile and are so friendly, whereas black women were not. So white girls are thirsty. I agree. Sorry to the white girls that are listening if they're listening, <laughs> but they thirsty. That's what that is. Like, as a black man, all you got to do is say hi to a white woman, and she's like excited. <laughs> oh my god! Look, he he said hi to me. <laughs> like, you know, black women are not like that. Like, no. I, I don't feel entitled to a smile from a black woman because right. you know I got sisters, I got a wife, I got a black daughter. Like, I got black women in my life. Mm-hmm. I don't feel they should be obligated to smile because me as a man, I don't feel obligated to smile at nobody neither. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel like I should be able to tell no human being at all, smile. You should smile when you see me. No, you should feel how you feel when you see me. After mm-hmm. we talk about what we're talking about, you're going to be smiling anyway. So you ain't going <laughs> to smile when you see me. You'll smile after I say what I got to say. Exactly. I'm smiling right now for what you're talking about. <laughs> you are absolutely right. And the thing is, it's like people have to, you know, be mindful towards people's vibe, too, because 
sometimes you're concentrating, say for instance, you're walking and you're concentrating on something else or your mind is just not there. You are having a bad day or whatnot. Why is it that the Samuels dude is basically promoting this to make black women feel bad about themselves? So now there's women going to be watching this segment and they're going to be like, okay, well, maybe something's wrong with me because he's really pushing therapy on us black women, saying that there's a problem for us black women who are not smiling, that they need therapy. And it says I feel like everybody, everybody can use therapy. Everybody can use therapy. I'm not saying that we don't. We black women, we black people, we tend to not want to do therapy. I think now, I guess with our generation, we're kind of getting to the therapy point. But I know years ago when I was married and I had questions, you know, I asked my husband, you know, I think we need therapy because our relationships are really toxic. We need therapy. And he was just like, no. But then again, that's a cultural thing too because he was West Indian. And West Indians, I find they're a little hard and tough and they tend to um, kind of not have filters. But that's another story um, for another day. Yeah, but I, I think in the Black community in general, people look at you as far as the stigma with therapy as if you go to a therapist, it's because you're crazy. Mm-hmm. So if you're not crazy, you shouldn't go to therapy. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I think a lot of it is because like I remember I used to think like this in my twenties. Like when I would watch TV shows with white people and they talking to their therapist, and I'm always like, they talking to that therapist because all white people are crazy. That's the reason all white people have therapists. <laughs> so it's like For now real. that I'm the older and I Phil. understand, it's like they have a therapist because they understand the necessity of having somebody to talk to. Mm-hmm. And the right so, person too, right? Exactly I feel like, like I feel like I would want to go to a black therapist just because I feel in a whole black people know exactly how we are. You know what I mean? Like because they live they live in their in that skin. You know what I mean? You know what I'm trying to say? Like Yeah, they can understand you better and relate. Yeah, just like how I would go to a black doctor. Just because, mm-hmm. or a black kind of, because I have a black kind and she understands my body. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's something that I took upon myself to research and find that doctor. So I feel that it is true that a lot of us do need to try to get some therapy. I know I do. I've had past traumas. But again, I think with this whole ordeal about it, I think it's because, like you said, a lot of black men may have gotten dissed by a black woman and it, it all goes towards the game. It all goes towards how they approach the black woman. Sometimes black, some men tend to be very raw with how they try to approach a woman. And that is a turnoff. And it's so, entitlement. yeah, it's entitlement. And a lot of black women don't have the time or the energy, especially if they feel that that man is just, not for them. And you can kind of tell um, if that mm-hmm. person, you know what I mean? You can you kind of tell. Like, if this person's just on a street corner hollering at you, really, do I really want to talk to you? Like, whatever happened to, like, just, just having some type of game. Like, I don't know. Yeah. If you saw and a woman... Mm-hmm. It, like, part of it is, like, our, a lot of our generation 
wasn't raised with a father in the house. Yeah. So a lot of us, we never really were taught by a man how to approach a woman. Because, of course, you're going to get a woman telling you how to approach a woman like your mom or your aunt or something like that. But a lot of us aren't really going to listen to our mom because it's like you don't know because you've never talked to a woman. Mm-hmm. So we kind of just go off of how we feel or like how we've seen our boys or, you know, even like how we listen to rappers and how rappers talk to girls in rap songs, mm-hmm. which is all the way backwards. But that's kind of like what, you know, I, I think I'm going to start doing more on my show, which is basically breaking down how you would talk to a woman. Mm-hmm. Like how I, I tell people, like, how would you want somebody to approach your mom? Mm-hmm. Like, would you want your mom, you know, would you want a dude to yell at your mom across the street? Hey, hey. Like, no, you <laughs> want somebody to walk up to your mom and speak to her with respect. Exactly. So that's how you you talk to a woman. And like my friends, when I would tell them as far as like how we would talk to women, you know, like one of the things that I'm big on is body language. Mm -hmm. Like I would tell my homeboys when we would go out in big groups, when we would go talk to women, I would always be like, if she don't look at you when you walk up to her, just keep walking. Yeah. Because a woman who wants you to approach her will make eye contact with you. Damn right. Like she'll watch you come. So if you walk up and you say hi and she look at her feet, that's no. Don't even go further. It's once she look at her feet, that means she don't want you to talk to her. If you look at her and she immediately looks away, she don't want to talk to you. That's a good teachable moment right there. And you're teaching your boys, you telling your boys, you're schooling them. You're letting them know. But there's some dudes, they really don't know. (laughs) they really don't know and that is such a turnoff for a lot of us women so I don't think women should really get beat up for all of that because you're right if a woman really wants a dude trust me because I've seen guys where I'm totally attracted to this is before I had my man but I know for sure and I have a lot of confidence and if this man is giving me eye contact, you best believe I'm giving him eye contact. And if we're, we're glued with the eyes. And I'm going to wait for him because that is the call for him to come over to me and approach me. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, we call and, it choosing. Yeah, that's right. Like there, there's a hard choose and there's a soft choose. Mm-hmm. Like soft choosing is what I, I tell women all the time. Like I, I'm big on soft choosing. Like if you really want to do it to come holler at you, just give them the eye. Any dude with any level of game knows what that look is. Yeah. Like if you if, if you make eye contact with me and I make eye contact with you and you don't break the look, I know that means come talk to me. Mm-hmm. But if you look at your feet or you look away or you immediately look away fast, I know that means, nah, we just mm-hmm. happen to make eye contact on accident. Keep moving. <laughs> You know, like dudes yeah. who know, they they understand that. Mm-hmm. Like I tell women that, like you know, if you really want to do the talk, or um, hard choosing, which is you know going his direction, make sure that he sees you. Make sure that he know you looking. Yeah, I've done that. <laughs> you know, because and that's what I'm saying. Like women, y'all inherently know. Like it's like in y'all's DNA to know what to do to soft choose and hard choose. It's yeah. dudes who really need to be taught. Mm-hmm. 
you know, because a lot, you know, like we live in as far as black society, we live in a matriarchal society. You know, like I, I'm not really a big fan of the quote unquote black feminists. Yeah. Because it's it's a un it's an untrue narrative that there's oppression from the males in our community, which it's untrue because a lot of y'all are making more money than us on average. Yeah. It's true. So it's not like we have some crazy advantage over y'all. That's not the case. In our community, y'all running everything. Yeah. A lot of us, you know, the mother runs the household. Mm-hmm. Even a lot of times when there's a man in the house. So do you so, think, you know. So with that said, do you think women are just now being tired of that because of men of women making more now and it's not just because it's just because that's just how it is right and do you feel that men are being lost in the sauce now the fact that women are making more money so do they feel a little inferior or they feel that women think that they're better because that's what I'm getting a bit on um, Kevin Samuels um, post saying that high value women are, they've lost their value in um, what's the word? They lost their value in, I guess, taking care of the home and doing all the, I guess, the domesticated stuff. They don't have time for that. And so men really want more of that as opposed to women making more money. Something, something like that. I don't know if you've seen like, it. Yeah, it's <clears throat> like I, I understand what he's saying and it's true to an extent. Mm-hmm. because a lot of women are focusing more on career than homemaking. Mm-hmm. You know, that's part of what turned the dynamic into what it was. Mm-hmm. A lot of women are more industrious now. Right. So they are more likely to say, oh, well, I want to be the one making six figures. But it's like, OK, so who's going to be the one cooking? Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> men ain't trying to take that role. Like, no, no, no. You no. know, you you're you're tired from working. I get that, but so am I. Yeah. You know, so who who's gonna do the dishes? Who's gonna wash the clothes? Like, who's gonna do the things that historically y'all do? Mm-hmm. So that's the reason. Like, you know, I, I hear a lot of his things as far as like women trying to go after high value men. It's like if I'm a busy man and I'm working very hard. When I come home, I need for somebody to be the one that has more energy to do the home things right, right. than a person who's doing everything that I'm doing. So now when we get home, we both tired. Mm-hmm. So now the, the dishes is piling up. The, the <laughs> trash is all up the wall. Ain't no clothes washed or nothing. Right. You know, so it's like that's the reason a, a man that has means is more likely to go towards a woman who has less. Yeah. You know, so like with a lot of the women who say like, oh, I make six figures and I do this and it's like, okay, that's cool. You should find a man who makes less because that might fit you better. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe you should find a man who can cook, a man who doesn't mind cleaning, a man Mm -hmm. who doesn't mind doing the the house duty. But that doesn't even that. Sorry to cut you, but that sometimes I've had discussions like that with my girls. And a lot of them don't want that type of man. You know what I mean? Okay, so are you going to get a maid? Because somebody's got to do that. Like, Mm -hmm. somebody got to wash the dishes. Who's going to wash the dishes if I work 12 hours and you work 12 hours and we come home and we both tired? Mm -hmm. Like, who's going to take care of these duties in the home? Yeah. 
you know, like when you break it down to the most practical of languages, that's when it it, it sounds more understandable because like I, I get it. Like Kevin Samuels, he's really harsh with his language. Mm-hmm. The way he speaks, a lot of people don't want to hear the way he says it because he's black and white. He cut and dry. Mm-hmm. Like me, I believe in explaining things a little more practically. Right. So, like, that's usually my question because, like, a lot of stuff that he says, I agree with. As much as it's unpopular, I agree with a lot of what he says because I get it. Like, you know, I'm I'm a high value man in the sense of what he says. Mm -hmm. I make six figures. You know, I I take care of all my stuff that I'm supposed to take care of. Mm -hmm. My wife is not working at the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's I enjoy having that. Like, okay, when I come home, she's cooking, she's yeah. cleaning up. You know, yeah. she's taking care of the kids. She's and your life right. is good, right? Yes. I, yeah, I have that issue so, right now because I do work, and my guy and I we're gonna get married soon. Um, and he just proposed that I said this on my last pod, but he basically asked me to quit my job, and I was just like, why? The thing is, I've been so independent for so long. He makes enough money for both of us. My house is already paid off and he has a house, right? So he's just like, okay, so Mm -hmm. once your house is paid off, I want you to quit your job because you won't have a mortgage and I will be able to take care of you, right? So I'm just like, but I like working. So I'm just like, so what do I do? I focus on my brand. Or do I, you know what I mean? Do I really quit my job? Because, and I said, so what do you want me to do? And he basically wants me to be his wife to take care of the home. And I mentioned this to my girls and they went off. They were like, what? Why would you do that? So I'm thinking a lot of women don't want to. Um, they want to be, they want to be the man. Yeah. Basically, it's like, okay, so who's going to be the woman? That's always my question to women. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like when they try to say, oh, I have a career. My career is important to me. Okay, so who's going to wash the dishes? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, And I'm not trying to sound misogynistic or anything. I'm literally asking this question. Who's going to clean up? Mm-hmm. Who's going to cook? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, oh, we can both do it. Okay. No, so he's you, not going to do it. You better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You better find a man who's comfortable with doing that because I don't know many. Yeah. You know, and this is like, this is, these are the conversations a lot of people don't want to have. Yeah. Like these are the things a lot of people don't want to hear. I I, you know? I agree because to be perfectly honest, my man, he's very horny. He always wants to have sex. Okay. And, I'm, <laughs> and for me, it's like, because I'm working, I have my brand and I'm working all the time. I'm exhausted. And I'm thinking, shoot, maybe I should leave. <laughs> maybe I should have more time being at home. What do you think? Like, because for me, I feel like he wants me to take care of the home. He wants me to cook. He loves how I cook. He wants me to take care of everything else. He says I can continue doing the brand, whatnot. But to be honest, he really wants me to be at home. So my thing was, what, do you want me to just be barefoot and, and have sex all day? Like, is that what you want? He's like, no. He just wants me to be available because I'm always saying I'm tired all the time. And I feel he didn't want to say, okay, well, you're always tired. (laughs) You know what I mean? And I don't know if that's a way of telling me, okay, quit your job. So you can have more Yeah, because the thing is, it's like, like I was telling 
my co-host on a podcast that I had, Cat versus Dog. Mm-hmm. And I was telling her, like, you know, you guys value your career. And it's like, okay, do you want a career or do you want a man? Mm. And that's really what it is. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's like you're you're being career driven like we're being career driven. Mm-hmm. We're bred to be like that. We're bred to be the provider. Right. So if you also want to be the provider, okay, who who carries the load in the home? Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I feel like honestly, a lot of women are just afraid to allow a man to provide for them because they've been raised to do that job too. Right. Being like, with a single mom. On. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you you want to hold on to both roles, but not like it, it's literally like adding a third leg to a body. Like you're so you you so used to being both of the legs that when another leg comes in, you don't want to let go of that other leg. Right. Like I'm here to be the financial support. I'm here to be the the protector. But since you you're so used to doing both jobs, now that I'm coming to do one, you don't want to allow me to do that job for you. Mm-hmm. You still want to do both jobs, but that's not gonna work. Or I'm basically a, a fifth wheel. Right. You know what? You know, you, so you're, spe- you're speaking a lot of gems right now. You're throwing it out there and you're, I'm listening to you and I, I believe in everything you're saying. And I feel like a lot of women are under a lot of pressure, but they really need to wake up and, and listen. I honestly feel like I've been in a limbo. I've been married before and I'm going to be honest. I was the alpha and he was an alpha. And it didn't work out because we're too strong. And again, I didn't want to give up my career. I didn't want to um, let him be the man. And I think that really tarnished the relationship. Now here I am yes. in a great relationship. And it's co- he's coming at me saying, you, you need to quit your job once you get married. And I'm just like, wait, hold up. What am I, you know what I mean? But that's because I've been so independent. I love my money. But he's telling me that he's providing. He's paying the mortgage. He's doing this. He's doing that. We have collateral. What's the problem? But I'm still stuck on what you're saying. I'm still stuck on trying to be in control and not letting him be in control. It's, it's like having two steering wheels in a car. Mm-hmm. Like you got to let your wheel go in order for the car to go where it should go. You can't row a boat in two separate directions. Yeah. You know, and I think that's a lot of what Kevin Samuel says, but, uh, you know, you know, and I, I hate to make it sound like that, but a lot of women don't want to hear that shit. You're right. That's nobody does. <laughs> like, you know, he he's telling them this and they like, no, but, you know, and he like, you keep saying, but this, but that, but, but, that, but you don't want to listen. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of people's problem is like, they don't want to hear that <laughs> shit. Yeah. Even even though it's right, no matter how he said it, it's right. You know what? It's, you know, it's, it's absolutely right. Because I grew up with my mom being home, stepfather was working. And I always remember me eating dinner by five o'clock every day. And I was able to still go outside, play, come home, do my chores, go to bed. You know what I mean? And that was like a good life. It, it was a good yeah. life growing up, knowing that your mom was home, she was able to help you with your homework. There was no stress. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> now it's I'm like, working, coming home been, seven o'clock. <laughs> it's been working for thousands of years. The man provides, the woman takes care of home. That's been the blueprint for since the beginning of time. But somewhere in like the 80s, when women decided that they wanted to b- provide too, mm-hmm. that's when the divorce rate skyrocketed. Yeah. Because it's like now it, it's literally like they, they start putting out cars with two steering wheels in them. Yeah. But I think the system pulled that string in. They put that in there because a lot Absolutely. of women, a lot of women were getting help from the government. I know up here they get like this thing called mother's allowance. It's not called that anymore, but that was introduced in the eighties. And so women were like throwing out their men saying, yo, I want this check. So you got to mm-hmm. go. You know what I mean? You got to go so I can get this check. And so a lot of women, and they make and the more babies you make, the more money you get. The more money you get. Right? And so that system really ruined our Black families because, again, our Black men weren't getting the six figures at the time. So... Mm -hmm. They weren't getting more than what that check was. So it was like, I could just get a baby, get this check. I don't Mm -hmm. need a man. And then, you know, music played a role in that too because, you know, all the independent women anthems was coming out. (laughs) Like all the independent oh women God. movies were coming out, you know, waiting to exhale. Yeah. The color purple. Like there was movies coming out saying, No, oh, you don't need a man. You're a strong, independent black woman and you can do it all. And you know, the 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 song like all the mama songs, all mm-hmm. the single mother song. My mama did this, my mama did that. So that became like a badge of honor to mm-hmm. be able to do everything with no man around. Mm-hmm. So it's like, even when you see a woman and she got a man that's taking care of the household and she at the house, she'd have friends that'd be like, girl, y'all want to get out here and work? You just going to let him take care of you like yes. you a baby? Yes, that's what I'm you know, doing and it's right like, now. And see, that's what I'm saying. It's like, that's poisonous because yeah. we had this system that was working perfectly. Mm-hmm. And somebody broke it down. And it's like, yeah, I get it. It's fly to see a woman taking care of business. And, you know, you're doing your thing and you the CEO and all that. That shit is cool. But it's like, if you going to do that, how is a man going to work in your life? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, what is it that a man should provide for you? Because you're doing everything a man does. So why do you even want a man? Mm-hmm. Dick and attention? Yep. You know, and I tell I tell women that all the time, like, dude, like if you just need dick and attention, get that and leave it at that. Don't say you want a man because you don't. Mm-hmm. You want dick and attention mm-hmm. because that's all a man can provide for you. Yeah, because you're the one making all the money. You know, you don't want to cook, you don't want to clean, so you're not gonna be able to keep a man. Yeah. You know, and it's like as as bad as that sounds, as misogynistic as it sounds, that's what it is. Like a lot of women that's that's dealing with these. Oh, I'm getting cheated on and all this. And it's like, yeah, because you're not available. Is that there you go. It's you're so true. allowing him way too much time to go do his. Yeah, it's true. Oh, you because... tired? You tired again? You tired again? Oh, okay, she ain't tired. <laughs> you are absolutely right I was like driving in my car the other day well it was just yesterday I was driving and I was just like 
I haven't seen my man all week. And I'm just like, I've been telling him I've been tired all week. And I just feel like, and I wasn't getting here. I was like, because he went to work. And I was just like, shit, yo, if I don't give him some ass, something going to be, something's going to pop off because I've been saying I'm tired way too often. And this is a lesson, ladies. You cannot be doing this. You have to at least be there for your man, especially if they're a good dude and they're doing the most for you. You can't be going off saying you're tired 24-7. Like, I have to take my own mm-hmm. advice, but what you just said right there speaks volumes, okay? So. Yeah, because that's the thing. Like, you know, and, and uh, as men as well, like, you know, we work a lot. We busy a lot. It's like you're going to have to find some time to, you know, whine and dine your girl. Yeah, that's true. You're going to have to do something to maintain your relationship, mm-hmm. you know, or or Mr. Fix-It going to be at your door. <laughs> you know because it, it goes both ways like with, with all advice you know because like with kevin samuels a lot of people look at him like he just bashes women mm-hmm. but if you watch his videos he'll do the same to a man yeah you know like he was asking the one dude like do you have a big dick and dude <laughs> was like beating around the bush like oh well you know i don't know it's above average he said no you know if you got a big dick or not do you have a big dick okay you don't got a big dick because if, if you had a big dick, your answer would have been yes. <laughs> you know, and that's the thing with Kevin Samuels. Like, he he's a no-nonsense, type black and white type yeah. of person. He's yeah. not finna play with you. He's not finna say, okay, well, what about this? It ain't about how you feel. It's about what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I respect him for that. As much as people don't like him, like, I, I enjoy what he says. Because he, he's saying the same thing I'm saying, and he just said it different. Definitely, because you, you, you say it that to the way that people would really understand it and not have that black and white, like you explain it properly. Because for me, I'm okay with how Kevin Samuels says this thing because I understand it. I'm kind of a cut and dry as well. But at the same time, I feel like a lot of women, like you said, do not want to hear it. Even if you said it this way, I think some women still wouldn't want to hear it. It's just because it's just not in them. They never really, it's not programmed for them. Sorry for the background noise. <laughs> it's not programmed, like you said. So it's something that you have to constantly, constantly get them in in tune to it. So if more people come on, so say for instance, you had a segment on your platform and you basically express it the way you do it, maybe more and more people would understand the fact that you need to take time with your man, try to take care of the home, be more responsible, take accountability for your actions, all of that, you know, it would work. It would work. That system would work. But Hey. Yeah, a, a lot of people weren't raised in a system that works, mm-hmm. and and it shows. Yeah, because like something that me and my mom talk about a lot, mm-hmm. you know, because we talk about it like because one of the things that I I always preach to people like when I give relationship advice, like I don't give a lot of relationship advice on too much game mm-hmm. because I had a show where I did that a lot, mm-hmm. which since that's in limbo, I think I might start going a little more on relationships on you too should. much game. You should, you should. But like we talk about the importance of meeting people's parents yeah. and not just meeting them and eating dinner with them, but like really studying a person's parents. Like 
were they married? Did they get along? What type of relationship dynamic did they have? What yeah, are they showing true. their children? Because it's a lot true. of people like you, if you weren't raised by parents with a healthy dynamic, a lot of times you adopt their toxicity. Mm-hmm. Unless you, you get know, like therapy. It, Unless you get therapy. Which a lot of black people don't have. So that's yeah. kind of, you know. So like if you mess with a dude mm-hmm. and his dad was physically abusing his mom, you might be in for some boxing matches mm. you know like if if you deal with a dude and his mom was punking his dad you might be dealing with a b personality mm-hmm. you know or a dude who's super close to his mom mm-hmm. like you know he, he introduced <laughs> you to meet his mom and, and now you know about she fixed his plate she wiped his mouth <laughs> you know Yo. like you know, she she's doing everything for him. She cut his meat for him. Mm-hmm. Like you might be dealing with a mama's boy. Like yeah. stuff like like you have to look at those nuances when you meet a, a person's parents, other than just shaking his mom's hand and oh, his mom likes me. Yeah. Or but, even the know. female too, the toxic mom syndrome. I'm I've had that issue where I had to have therapy because I know my I hate saying it, but I know she toxic. <laughs> and um and I tell her to her face that she's toxic and she needs to, but they're stuck in their own ways. They're stuck in their own ways. And it's something that you already are aware of that you need to get therapy. Because I had to get therapy from it because I found myself reenacting the same way as how my mom was. You know what I mean? And so I had to, and she's a beautiful lady. It's just that her anxiety and the way she handles things was very, very exaggerated, very excited. And I felt like I was picking up those traits, raising my son. And so I had to like sit back and say, okay, hold on. You can't be acting this way because the cycle is going to continue. You know what I mean? And so I had to get therapy. I'm still working on it, but I know that trait that I had, in my 20s from being raised by my mom it put a real strain on my relationship in my marriage that it was pointed out to me um by my ex-husband and that's when I said Mm -hmm. okay I have to check myself get some therapy because I can't get into another relationship with another dude and have this situation however my mom's still around. She lives in my home. She's pretty good around him, but I'm so scared that <laughs> that he may end up seeing a pattern. So we definitely won't be living with her. You know what I mean? But <laughs> I mean, visiting is different from living with a person. You get yeah. what I'm trying to say? So I already pointed it out to this, my mom. I said, we won't be living with you, just so you know, because you have some toxicity. Like, you're toxic. And she's okay with her toxic self. I'm okay, you know, dealing with it because I've dealt with it for so long. She is old, so there's not much I can do. She's in her 70s. But, and it's hard for a 70-year-old to change. Um... But at the same time, I get what you're saying. People do need to know people's parents and their families because 
we all carry skeletons. We all carry little baggage in our in our homes and our families. So it's really, really important. So that's a good segment that you should have. Getting to know families once you're dating, get to know their mother, the father, the sisters, the aunties, whoever. Cause yeah, they, they could it's be holding. Good that you, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's good that you got therapy. Like the fact that he was able to tell you, you know, your mom is your problem and you actually went and got therapy instead of being like, you know, what a lot of women do, which is fuck you, nigga, don't talk about my mama. <laughs> No, I, I, knew, I knew it. I knew 99% of the time. If you say any like, oh, you just like your mama. Oh, you going to get negativity after that. <laughs> no, it's, it's rare I had that a woman says, up. you're right. Yeah, it took a while, though, because before I'd be like, nigga, you don't know what you're talking about. But then as a mother now, I realized they were starting to do the same shit that they were doing to me as a kid. And I was like, okay, hold up. Wait a minute. You can't do that. This is mine now. Mm-hmm. So you got to back up. And I say it just like that. And they just be like, eh, I don't care. Zip it. He's mine. Mm-hmm. And so. Because a lot of people don't have the ability to accept criticism. Mm-hmm, no. Whether negative criticism or, or positive. Like, Especially if, if I say school. anything you're doing is incorrect, yeah, it's like, you don't want to hear what I'm saying, even if it's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people, they, they ego is their biggest problem. Yeah. And that's the saddest part. But no, I was, I'm big on therapy, big time. I still take it because I really believe in it. But a takeaway, what advice would you give me to give to my son as a, he's growing up, he's a teenager, he's 15. And, you know, you know, the thing chivalry is dead. What advice would you give me to give to my son about? you know, being a great gentleman to a woman one day. Um, chivalry is still alive. Yes, I agree. Like, you know, it and it, it shouldn't be wasted on those who don't appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Well like said. don't yeah, in anything that you do for a woman, as far as chivalry goes, if she doesn't appreciate it, it's not for her. And neither are you. Mm-hmm. Like, don't allow your chivalry to be something that you're made to feel guilty about. If you open a woman's door or, you know, pull her chair out or, you know, try to make sure she gets in the house safe or any of that, anything that you do for a woman along those lines, if it's something that she looks at, looks down on you for, like if she look at you like, oh, you too nice or you a B personality. Leave her alone. Mm -hmm. Don't even waste your time with her because she wasn't raised right. Exactly. Because she was probably raised by somebody who wasn't valued Mm -hmm. or wasn't teaching her to value herself. Yeah. So I think that that's the advice that I give any any young man when it comes to dealing with women. Yeah. Like, you know, don't. Yeah, you don't you don't have to be a, a dick to women. Yeah. Like I, I know that's what it looks like because of the you know the, the rise of fuck boys. Yeah, but there's like, a lot of fuckboys. There's a lot of fuckboys who do get a lot of women, but that's because again, women are not being trained or taught to ex you know, accept 
the chivalry, right? Yeah, to value mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, I'm I'm not raising my son to be no fuckboy. Yeah. And th- and I, I agree with that's you. Temporary. Yeah. I agree. Cause I tell my son to he has to open the door for me. Once I get in the door and I have groceries, he knows exactly bingo. He has to come and pick them up and bring them upstairs. Stuff like that. Just to kinda, you know, understand that mm-hmm. his duties as a man is always to help a woman, right? And I'm the queen. So he will be a king one day. So he has to treat me with that respect. So I try to teach him these things, but his father's on a but different teach him level. What a queen is. Yeah. You know, because like I uh, the the other side of that coin is always you don't want to be doing all that for the wrong one. Yes. Because some women will take your kindness as weakness. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you that's know, so those yeah, those are the ones to avoid because you know now you get put in the simp category. Yeah. You know you're you're a king to a queen, but you're a fool to another fool. Hmm. Hmm. That's good advice. You know. Very good advice. Well, I love this segment. This this episode was bomb.com. So thank you so much for coming through. I can't believe I connected with you, but I'm grateful because I got a Cali friend now. So holla. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the invitation. Yes. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. And People, again, tell them your handle, where they can catch you on Instagram, Facebook, whatever you have, whatever handles you have that the people know. Okay. Yeah, I'm banned from Facebook. Oh. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't long even, story. I don't even want to ask you why. Yeah, I, I got banned. I'll, I'll probably tell you one day, uh, you know, okay. because we talk. Yeah, for sure. But um, on, on Instagram, Uncle Dolomite. Uncle D O L E M I T E. The podcast page is at Too Much Game Podcast. T O O, not the number two, because people get that confused. Yeah. Um, I'm on Clubhouse, Young Dolomite, and Twitter, Young Dolomite. I don't really use those platforms too much, mm-hmm. but if that's your platform, I'm on there. Uh, my my podcast streams on everything, including YouTube. So if you like visuals, you know. YouTube search too much game podcast and I'm on. Yes, and he's so smooth. That's my smooth friend, my smooth friend. (laughs) So thank you so much. And we will talk again, obviously, on Instagram and whatever. So thank you so much for coming on the GIV podcast. See ya. Peace. Thanks for having me. Yes. Peace, y'all.